Every position I got a diamond at. But if I'm not getting a Mushu, you ain't getting a Jeremy. What? I feel like a young no more. Write to us. We're very friendly. We'll respond. Much love. I like root beer now. You did me dirty. Welcome everybody, Going Deep, Episode 7 with Matthew and Jeremy. Welcome back. How you been, man? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Maddie? I've been well. I've been well. Guys, today's been an, an important day today. It was opening day. Happy opening, opening night. day, everybody. Right? Um, in my book, it's a national holiday. Yeah, everybody that's right. We should take the, the next off. tomorrow off. Uh-huh. Exactly. But um, super excited. Um, much. We've been waiting for this day already for how many months already? And don't worry, guys. We will get to it. But first, we want to do a nice little sports update for you guys. Try to you know incorporate that to each and every show. Um, let's start with NBA, yeah? Yeah, NBA is coming back next week. Yep. We had some scrimmages going on. Started yes. up yesterday. Today, the Lakers took on the Dallas Mavericks. And they lost 108 they lost, to yeah. 104. It's okay. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. I think today is more of a day of just, hey, let's get our new signings in. Yes, For those definitely. who don't know, we recently signed J.R. Smith. We signed Dion Waiters right before the coronavirus hit. Yes, we, we got him like around. We, there was talks of him even playing during that Clipper game, the one they yes. won, but it wasn't. he wasn't ready yet. But he wasn't ready yet. And don't forget, we also got Marquise Morris on the buyout. That's true. That's true. So he he was to, playing a couple of games. He played but. one or two games, so I think it was more important to get those guys the minutes. Let's work on the system, get everybody going together. But super excited to have that back. Um, they lost to Luka Doncic today, but I'm not worried about it at no, all. No, it's okay. It's, it's this is just this game. is like this we said, just for the system. Get the the machine going. You know that that nice LeBron playoff machine going, and we're ready to go when the next uh, eight games pass. The season starts in about a week, so there we go. Well, next Thursday. Yes. One week from today, I believe the Lakers are playing in the... No, they're not the inaugural game. They're the second game oh, behind course. the Pelicans. And then we're, we're playing the Clippers. Yes, it would be. So, huge game next Thursday. Make sure everybody's staying tuned to watch Make sure it. you tune into possibly the MVP, maybe. Um, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, your MVP. I'm saying Anthony Davis because I look at this team... And without Anthony Davis, I don't know if they do it. I think it. I, I think you can look at it either way with LeBron. Yeah, I have opposite feeling. I feel like yes, of course you need Anthony Davis. He's an important player to the max. If he's his best, we will win. But it's all about LeBron. I know I, I hate you don't like me saying that, but if LeBron doesn't play well, we're gonna we're gonna lose. Well, there's there's definitely a chance. How it is. Just the way I look at it though is I think everybody overlooks the how Anthony Davis has contributed this year. Mm -hmm. The man leads the team in points. Leads the team in rebounds, leads the team in blocks, probably the best defender in the league. That is true. Yet every, everybody else wants to look past him and go straight to LeBron. So I feel Anthony Davis is not getting enough love. I, I so I'm going to give him the love that he needs, <laughs> that he deserves. Look at the numbers. He's, no, he's I, there's no, there's no arguing. To no, totally agree. I just, I'm, it's still LeBron, man. It's still LeBron. I'm just me. saying, last year with LeBron, Lakers didn't make the playoffs, partly due to defense, bad defense. Mm -hmm. This year, you're adding Anthony Davis, and he's putting the Lakers over the hump, in okay. my opinion. All so, right, well. I think you can look at it either way, but I think my man Anthony Davis well, needs we a will little see. love. We will definitely see. The thing I'm happy about is that we got LeBron, we got Anthony Davis, we have Kyle Kuzma, we have Alex Caruso. They're all together 
all in unison inside the bubble because we did have Marquise Morris, who was outside of the bubble. Luckily, he's cleared uh, COVID protocols. He's back and joining the team. That's going to be a big addition to him, I think. Oh, definitely. Uh, stretch four. Yeah. Stretch four, very gritty. Oh, that guy's a dog. I like him. I like him. I he's, like he's how. He's a tough guy. And I know how, you know, his brother, Marcus Morris, twin brother, plays for the Clippers. It's kind of cool seeing them both go at it. And, you know. You, we both have siblings, you know, you, you, you get, get a little rights. rougher. You get, you get, yeah. Things get a little rougher when you play <laughs> your siblings. But just really quick, I want to touch on. Yes. So the MVP voting has not finished for the NBA. Mm-mm. So would you take this last eight games into consideration? You have to. So I'm going to tell you why I don't think we should. Okay. Just because you're not facing everybody that you normally would have been facing. So not everybody is getting, in a sense, an equal opportunity okay. to display their talents. Okay. I'm just saying I think we should have during this coronavirus period just give it maybe out. we should have figured out who the MVP was just because I think more people are going to look at these next 8 games and maybe rather than the full there. season. Yes. Just because Giannis <coughs> and LeBron, Anthony Davis, those guys have dominated those first 60 games. Of course. And I'm not saying Kawhi doesn't deserve it, but what if Kawhi goes off these next 8 games? I, what if a Paul George goes off, and now we're looking at that more than we're looking at something else? I, I think that the writers, the voters, will do their due diligence and take in consideration the last— Those people didn't give Shaq the unanimous oh, MVP. Well, there's one guy. There's only one guy, to be fair. To Those be guys fair. only gave Kobe one MVP. Well, Those guys well, have only well, given here, LeBron, well, well, like, three out. MVPs. Hear me out. The same way that we make the argument, should this championship be legitimate? Should the MLB championship be legitimate? What's the, no, what's the difference? What's they're they're playing hmm. under the same circumstances as everyone else? But it might be tougher. In my opinion, it'd be tougher. It'll be tougher. So you got to take it. You got to take the sixty games and these eight games. You can't just say, oh no, the eight games doesn't matter. Then then you're you're pretty much saying the championship doesn't matter later. Not necessarily because the championship has nothing to do with your MVP. Okay, then why does the eight games matter? Then why is it pushing you so much to say no? Because I think it should have been done before. No, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. It's only eight games. I don't think, besides most, I don't think the writers going to, like you said, they might even vote like you. They're going to say, oh, yeah, we took the eight games into consideration, but they really didn't. Possibly. Hopefully that's what happens. That's what I want. Behind closed doors, maybe they all agree, hey, guys. Somebody let me in behind closed doors so I can hear that part. (laughs) Eight games, let's not really worry about it. You know, unless someone averages 100 points in those eight games, we're not going to do anything major. We'll take the 60 games. But we'll see. All right, if they give That's me that, a good point. I'm, okay. I, I, I'm okay with that. I, I, I see your point. I'm just, I think, I think you should count it. It's only eight games. All right. Well, there's a former MVP candidate that's yes. in a little trouble out there in Orlando right now. Oh, Dwight my. Howard has been cited once again for not wearing his mask in the bubble. What do you think of this? Dwight causing a little trouble out there. I mean, I personally, you know, he's a grown man. He can make his own decisions. You know, you don't need a babysitter, or a ba- you know, someone watching you being, like, ooh, you sure? ta- ooh, you're not wearing that. You shouldn't be doing that. You know, it's a little annoying. At the same time, you're a very famous, you know, a polarizing figure. Maybe not as big as he was before, but you got to know where you're at. You know, the eyes are on you right now. It's a little tiny bubble spectrum. Everyone's going to know when you do something amazing or you do something incredibly bad. So maybe it's not the worst thing in the world because supposedly the first time he got sighted, he was by himself and he said, why is someone watching me? I'm walking by myself. I'm not next to anybody. I'm not wearing my mask, right? I agree. But if the rules are you got to do it and everyone's got to stick to it, then, you know, you got to follow the rules. You know, I, I think everybody should wear a mask regardless. Mm-hmm. However, I do understand his point. If you're in a secure bubble where yes. everybody's constantly tested. Yes. And don't forget, the NBA came out with after like 400, te- 400 players tested negative. Yeah. So hypothetically speaking, nobody in this bubble, since you can't go in or out, should have any 
symptoms. You should technically or be clear. Virus, yes. um, just in the system. I got, yes, I so got you. So he technically should be safe. Not only that, he was sitting outside by the pool. Yeah. He I was kind of just by himself. That's relaxing. the thing. That's the thing I don't understand. Like you know, who's unless there's people trying to be like, oh look, the Lakers, so they don't get you know they can't use him or whatever. It's a little. It's annoying. I it's give it to kind you. Of, if you're inside the hotel, hey, just just throw on the mask for oh, courtesy purposes. Pl- but courtesy. if you're sitting by yourself outside by a pool, I'm gonna give you a pass. I agree. I mean, like, for example, like when I'm if you go for a walk or something, you wear, I wear my mask. But then you know, there's an area where you're by yourself. You want to take a little breather. You take off your mask. You're by yourself. No one's around you. Okay, you're not hurting anyone. As soon as someone comes, it's courtesy. Hey, you know what? Put it up. I gotta be safe. But he's by himself. So why does it matter? I, I agree. I just want it to be known. I'm not saying but, don't wear like, a mask. Wear your yes, mask. Yes. Wear your mask because it's safe for you and safe for everybody else. But Dwyer, Dwight Howard gets a bit of a pass on me. Yeah, I I agree with you. But like I'm saying, he knows what stage he's on. You gotta you gotta, gotta be, be smarter. Gotta be a little smarter. And you already been caught once, so you know there's somebody kind of keeping an eye on you. So what do you think the I'm not sure what the policy is. I, I haven't yeah. seen it, but is there like a three-strike policy? Hey, <laughs> you've been ratted out three times, you're out. To me, uh, No more bubble for you? I think it's also uh, behind the door thing, kind of fine, maybe. Oh, okay. You know, I can see that. Makes you get sense. Fined. He's not what making much you, this year. What happens so. when you, you know, you curse or you criticize the officials, you get fined. What happens when you get fined? And usually that money goes into, you know, good purposes, you know, whatever is charity. I think it goes into the NBA charity, which then gets distributed out yeah, to the charity. Yeah, so honestly, that's fine with to me. be honest, with this one, like with this... Uh, tournament or b- basketball, a lot of the money they're getting, they should put it towards like COVID research because you know that would help. No, I think that'd be yeah. the right thing to do. Um, <coughs> so hopefully that happens. More news hit this week. Yes, Seattle has gained an NHL team. Yes, the I'm Seattle Kraken. Seattle Kraken, icy blue features. I heard I saw their uniform looks really cool. It's like a nice S and has that nice kind of design of a. Kraken. I like the little eyes that they put within yeah. the S to make it look like the little monster. Um, fun fact. We went to Seattle. We did we go to visited, Seattle a couple years ago. A couple years ago already. Um, we had a great time. It's a, it's a cool city. It's a nice vibe. It's um, nice for tourists and everything. I Definitely. Think if you, you ever have a chance to get out the there. the States, you know, you really enjoy it. It's a little different. Um, I would air- say it's very different for us Cali guys. Yeah. Because it's, you're going out there. It's almost... Kind of like going like to Northern California. I know it sounds... Yeah. Here, but it's like you, Northern you, California where yeah. everything's a little calmer, yeah. slower paced. Yeah, more laid back. Yeah, so if you ever have a chance to go to Seattle, and, definitely uh, do it. All the stadiums there, as we know, the fans are they die they are diehard fans. They love their their teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle Sounders. Um, they got the Seattle Mariners, Mariners of course, who haven't made a playoff Seattle, since Seattle, like oh, but still Seattle Seahawks, years. obviously. Seattle big. Seahawks, great we've football team. We've seen their we've seen their their stadiums. It's amazing. So I think adding another team there would be awesome. I think that'd be a great idea. You know who can't play in their home stadium? Oh, the Toronto man. Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays. Unfortunately for them, uh, they were about to play in Pittsburgh, right? And then all of a sudden... Yeah, it looks like the Pittsburgh's uh, government said, you know what, we don't need extra people here right now. We Listen, don't want people traveling in and out if they don't need it's to. It's unfortunate, but you can't blame them. You understand, you know. No, hopefully they'll, they're able to come up to getting a home field here Yeah, in the I think right now they're in close, like, you know, a lot of communication with the Baltimore Orioles. What I heard is the Orioles, Yards. Yeah, the Orioles organization has agreed to say, hey, Take our field for home field when you guys need it. But they're going to go ahead and speak with uh, the Baltimore government. Yes, same thing. If they can get in. Hopefully uh, they can. Um, I'm not sure we touched on it, but Canada basically said, hey, we're not doing live sports yet. Yeah, that's, and that's we're not fine. Playing, and we're that's not having fine. people they playing in do, the stadiums mm-hmm. or anything like that, which makes all the sense in the world. They got to do what they got to do. So Toronto has to come here. The, I think we mentioned it earlier, and uh, we did a little live feed during the Dodger game um, that – 
the game the the team has uh, a little bit of time because they're going to be playing in you know oh yeah the first two series are considered away so they're going to buy themselves a little bit extra time but they need to get on that right away yeah do you think this will impact toronto and baseball in general do you think mlb might look at them and say you know what you guys couldn't help us out we're not going to help you out or do you think not water under the bridge after this water it's all good don't worry about it i know it's tough times you know think we weren't even sure like we've mentioned a million times on our podcast already we weren't even sure if any season was going to happen so things happen quickly baseball starts and team uh well this is a country it's not just not ready and that's fine i don't think mlb holds anything against them i'm surprised toronto hasn't looked into going to one of the orlando not orlando but the florida stadiums there's a couple down there i think florida's letting everybody in that's true. I, I I don't know that they, it just gets iffy because you start asking a lot of places and maybe they're trying to do something that's their locations closer to them. Cause that's you're going possible. Pittsburgh, you know, uh, you know Pennsylvania, and then you're going to um, Baltimore, so which is Maryland, well, a little closer. In my opinion, as long as you're staying on the East Coast, it'd be easier for the team. No, no, definitely because definitely like we stated earlier, they're going to be playing nothing but East Coast teams, uh, the National League East and the American League East. So not too much movement. So yeah. we'll see what happens with them. Hopefully we get updated on that sooner. But like we said today, opening day. Opening today day. Today was opening day. How lovely. How lovely. Uh, today the Yankees and the champions of the 2019 season, Washington Nationals, started off our campaign. And it started off as a good one. I thought it was a good pitching matchup. You had Steven Strasburg. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Steven no, Strasburg. Steven Strasburg did not get sorry, the Sorry. I was thinking about him pitching in the, in the, in the world, uh, world Series, and he was amazing. I'm sorry. Max Scherzer and Mr. A lot of money, Garrett Cole. Yankee fan forever over there. Dude, that is a great matchup to start the season. I'm yeah. happy MLB saw that there was something they could do there. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, it was cut. Yep, it was rain. Fifth or sixth inning. Sixth inning. So in the sixth inning, they went ahead and they had a rain delay. And they actually called the game. Unfortunately, obviously, if it was to regular times, other any other season, you probably make up that game another time. But obviously, we're sixty game season. Days are cut short. Less time to reschedule things. Games called. That's it. It's unfortunate, but there was some upside to 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 the game. In the first inning, we saw Jim Carlos Stanton take Max Scherzer almost four hundred. 400 I feet. It, yeah, I think it was 450, dude. Oh, 450. I think you're correct. Right. 450 the, feet to left center. That was a bomb. It was when the – well, we were talking about it. I was watching it, and you were listening on the radio. I, I yeah, I was listening on the radio, and I heard the crack of the bat, and I knew that thing was going a yeah, long way. I was I saw the I saw the game, but that the sound of it was beautiful, dude. That yeah, that – yeah, well, hopefully we'll see a healthy Giancarlo. He went, I believe, two for three today with a home run and a single, going for three RBIs in a four-one victory. And then, really quick though, I did want to say something about Stan. They were saying on the on the uh, on the air on ESPN, he has lost weight. He has gotten in a great. He's in great shape. He looks in great shape. Well, he's, he's trying to look like the Rock. I know, but he, I've seen, he looks in better shape. Like wow. he's leaned out a little bit, but it's got that nice. He's he looks like a tone look now. Tone not, look and not uh, as bulky. Not as bulky, and I think that's gonna help him with his injuries because he does have a very tainted injury past. Yeah, unfortunately, he's a like, great player, but he doesn't make it through a season. Yeah, that's the last time. Which when we did our, we'll, we'll get to a little later. Our MVP uh, discussions. Uh, You're right. Yeah. Look at what he can do in one full what, season. That's he's one full MVP. season. That's the last time he's played a full season. So that kind of tells you. That's just incredible. Well, you know what? That Yankee team, unfortunately, has had a lot of health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you looked at Aaron Judge. He missed the last two seasons. I think I heard today Judge and Stanton yeah, have played, played in a what? combined five? 130 games. 
130. That's 39% of the games possible. Yeah. Hey. So they're not on the field enough. So hopefully we'll get Some those two guys. Some have been through freak injuries because I know, not freak, but just unlucky because I know uh, Judge broke his wrist by, by hit pitch. By hit by yeah, pitch. he got so hit by a pitch. Happened. There's nothing that you can do. It's that's not just nothing like muscular where you're running around the bases, you pull something, and that's just because maybe your your body's just not where it needs to be. But hopefully, I mean, obviously not good for any other teams. No. But just as a Yankee fan or a baseball fan in general, watching Jack Keller stand and play, hit bombs next to his another six foot seven brother, yeah, <laughs> Aaron Judge, uh, it's really cool. I'm just happy that the guy I picked to hit the most home runs in the season is already on the board. So oh, I'll probably be right. right again. And congratulations to Jack Keller stand for hitting the first uh, home the run first of 2020. Home run of 2020, yeah, it is something because that is this is a season we're probably never going to see again. Hopefully, we don't have to. No, hopefully go we don't some go of this. this again. So it's going to be very significant. I think you're going to see a lot of players ask for the their balls, the baseballs that they hit, oh, home yeah, runs. That, well, you know what? This might be the first year where you'll be able to collect all your home runs because there's nobody in the fan in the stands to get them. Yeah, exactly. You can yeah. literally ask yeah. every clubby, hey, for any ball that we hit out to the – Can you grab it yeah. and just mark it and give it back? And now I think, if I'm mistaken, every time you use a ball, they're trying to reduce them out there. You're, uh, they're reusing. They're so reusing. they're going to be out so, of – Play anyways. As soon as the game, as soon as it's scuffed a little bit, touched by multiple people, that that ball's done. So if you want to keep it, you keep it. And then there's a new ball in play. We're gonna have like, you remember in Mister Three Thousand, where hit Bernie Mac plays the main character. Yeah. He has all three thousand hits. We're gonna see that with Stanton with all like fifty home uh, runs 50 this year. Fifty home runs he hits out of the sixty games available, he's gonna hit fifty. That'd I, be pretty I, cool. Hey, that'd be really cool. But just on the other side, really quick. Yes. Um, Garrett Cole, three hundred million dollar pitcher, mm-hmm. pitched great today. Pitched complete game. Five innings. Uh, yeah, he pitched five is, innings, complete game. Uh, he had, I believe it was five strikeouts and one hit. Very dominant performance. You look at the other side with Max Scherzer, nine strikeouts in five innings. He was, uh, what I did see uh, when I was watching, he did strike out nine. He was effectively what they call effectively wild today. Yes. So a lot of, he just was rusty. To me, he was rusty. Balls were up, down, sideways, left, right, in between, up your pants. It was kind of. I think of we're going to see that with a lot of pictures just starting yeah, off not because ready. there's not enough time for them yeah, to not fully ready, be prepared But you can just tell ready. how good Max Scherzer is already being at his age 36, 37 season. Uh, that he's still. He's, he's dominant. He'll, he'll, he's a late bloomer. Not as much. Um, any, not as many innings on the arm. So I'm assuming you'll still have another good two Sorry, years. I, uh, just to make sure he's going to turn 36 this year. 36 this year. So 36 I think in, a, in less than uh, five days, six days. So. You look at a guy like Charlie Morton, late bloomer. His arm is still very yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah. You you do you you do some tweaks. You're either a late bloomer. You do some tweaks to your delivery, and you just become a different pitcher in your certain time of your career. Exactly. And you know what? He's done a phenomenal job. Um, speaking of the Nationals, though, they took a very big blow today. They did. They did. Um, Juan Soto tested positive for the coronavirus, mm-hmm. so he missed opening day today. And then they did say that for the foreseeable future, he will be out. So they are making plans to play without him. Well, he's going to have to be at least quarantined, I believe. It's two weeks. Uh, you have to be quarantined that many times, and you have to test, test positive negative. Uh, no, negative oh, twice. I'm sorry, test negative twice, twice. back-to-back, back-to-back days back before days you can come back on the field or before you're even around the camp. Yeah, no, yeah. As soon as you're, you're, you're tested negative, you got to do the whole quarantine stuff still. You're still not out of the woods. Well, this impacts the NL East a ton just because we saw the Nationals as still one of those contenders. Yeah. But you're missing your best player, so it's going to be very difficult for them to be able to score runs mm-hmm. and just get on the board with the dubs. No, I, I, I agree. And then, of course, with the shortened season, it's going to be a little tougher for them to yeah. if, You know, they lost today. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't, you know, the, the weather It wasn't a full game, so the, who knows what happened? The weather did not help them. You know, who knows they could have came back. But now you're facing a, a Yankees team that's stacked. 
You know, you can You're get probably having Paxton go tomorrow. Yeah, you might be so, down. You know, you might be oh two oh three when you know by the end going. of the series. Yeah, so it's gonna be very tough. Hopefully, he's not missing too much time. We want to see them in the playoffs. Oh yeah, it is a great, he's a, a very great, great team to watch. Oh, Juan Soto is phenomenal. phenomenal. I, I think Sorry. he's a little underrated. I, I think so too. I think people have yet to see what he truly can do. Really quick, Juan Soto, because this is a talk they have all the time. Juan Soto or Acuna? Who are you taking? I think Juan Soto has a better approach, uh-huh. but I think overall Acuna's higher ceiling. Because I know, because I think Acuna's, I think Acuna's uh, ahead, uh, above and beyond defensively. Yes, that's the thing. So Acuna's a better runner, mm-hmm. and he's a better defender. So that's what put him above. The only thing is, I think Soto's a better hitter, but they're almost even. I, I the better the, approach in my opinion. Yeah, that's what it is. Their hitters are pretty equal right now. I feel like Juan Soto's ability to adapt and adjust to certain pitchers quickly, more quickly, yeah, uh, helps. He's him like a lot twenty years old, and he's twenty. Acuna's only like twenty, twenty-one. He's got more raw potential, so he's kind of it's more of that naturally good at everything, and then mm. it, it might take him a little longer maybe to adjust, but he's just so good that he can kind of break that. So we'll oh, see. I agree. I, I'm not gonna. I would take either one though. Yeah. Oh at, no. At the end too. of the day, would, give me either one. They're a year apart, and they're gonna be perennial. If I gotta win this while. season, give me Juan Soto. If I'm building a team for the future, give me Acuna. Mm, I got you. I feel like you. you Juan have, Soto's better. You got that. In um, situation. You got that. Acuna might be better over a 15 year arc. Juan Soto might be better for like a seven year arc, but might be a little better during the seven years. Yes. Okay. It's just because I think no, I, I don't think Acuna. No, I mean Soto's going to be only good for seven years. No, I mean, no, he I'm can not have, saying, no, I'm not he saying can that. have 15 career, like 15 uh, amazing years. I'm but saying they still play, but in that time, you feel Acuna can reach a, a yeah, he's going to surpass him. Yeah, just peak. because he almost went 40 40 last year. He led yeah. the league in. Uh, steals last year. Yes, he's a forty forty threat. The only thing I see uh, with Acuna is his. Uh, I wouldn't say attitude. I think demeanor. His demeanor. He's, he's since he's more emotional, a flare up kind of player. Maybe that might work against him. So far, I haven't heard anything about Juan Soto. He's like a very, very calm. He's just very calm, very quiet uh, guy. Anytime he gets more emotional, it's because of one on one battle. Like, did you see when he was doing the? He held the bat all the way to first during the World Series when he hit a home run because Bregman did it. Yeah, you know. I... Uh, and then, you know, he kind of grabs his junk kind of yeah, like when he looks that, at the he, To me, his antics can be a little annoying at times when it's happening to us. Oh, but I love yeah. it when it's happening to everybody else. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just, it's anybody. It's like, you know, oh, I hate that guy on that team. But when he's on our team, I love it, you know. Yeah, the only people I hate in general are just Astros. Oh, yes. Well, who who are the Astros? That's not even a real team. Because you, you, don't, you, you don't cheat and survive in this world. That's <laughs> not allowed. You know what? We haven't really talked about it, though. Yeah. The Astros are kind of getting by with the whole scandal. There's no fans. No. There's no real no booze, no nothing. You're not really gonna feel what you did because nobody's gonna be there to say, you know, you guys messed up. Yeah. You know, I I really wish they would have gotten the hundred six if things worked out the one sixty two of just being booed yeah. everywhere. It's just because not the normal booze. It's not the Kobe booze we heard. It's not the LeBron booze. It would be fifty times worse than that in my oh, opinion. Of course. I mean, I I remember when. The latter, uh, the latter, the latter years of Barry Bonds's career, and I, you know, I would go to Dodger Stadium. They would boo him endlessly because that's around the time that I was like, "Yo, this guy did roids, right?" And yeah. then at that time, roids was more, it was more acceptable. Was more, uh, Actually, no, I think no. when it first came out, it was just like, "No, no, 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 you, no, you're no, awful, no, no. Yeah. you're the worst person ever." And then obviously, he started coming out. Everyone did. Not saying it's right, but you know, you gotta see perspective. It's kind of like this cheating thing. Everyone does it, right? But at what kind of at what? At what there, there's a certain go? line. There's a certain line, yeah. and I think they crossed the line. Me personally, you don't know when you become a pers- professional athlete what decisions you make. Like I wouldn't, I could never see myself doing those s- decisions to cheat. Like I just, if they're better than me, they're better than me. If I can't, that's it. But I do get w- why some of these players have done it because they, you see, players who are about the same skill level, yet they start doing steroids and then they start getting 
more publicity, more power. You're like, whoa, I worked as, as hard as he did. I did the same work, and all of a sudden he's getting more publicity. He's getting money. What do I, what am I supposed to do to catch up? This is back then in the yeah, like, you know, 90s. So. I would just say it's a little bit harder to compare just because you can't say, hey, we're even players, but if I do this, it's going to boost me up just a tad bit, yeah. or you're doing steroids and I'm a little bit behind. Now let me catch up. Yeah. With the Astros, it's not let me catch oh, up. Oh, yeah, no, I'm it's, sorry. Let I, me set a bar 20 feet past it. Yes. And nobody will ever be able to match that because it, just look at how they're cracking down. Yeah. No. So I just think they're a little out of line with it. I agree. I, I was just kind of giving an example of that stuff. Who knows this team team might, you know, because there's a lot of arguments for the for the Astros to say, oh, you know, everyone does it. So that's yeah. c- that comes from a lot of like casual. I've heard I've the heard casual like, fans. Casual fans. They're like, oh, they they everyone cheats. They just got caught. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but that's not, you know, you know how we are. We're competitive. We're just we don't like that. It's, it's, no, I definitely agree. I mean, um, you you pick up the signs. Hey, man, you you did. You're good at picking up signs, but to use technology like that, I'm just like, okay. Whatever. But let's talk about the good guys. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So they made a lot of news this week. They have. They let's have. start off really quick with the new $365 million oh, yes. dollar I man. Mean, that's the biggest. Uh, I wish I had the little money, 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 money. Oh, yeah. That would be perfect. Uh, dude. 12 years, $365 million, mm-hmm. $65 million signing bonus. So it's coming out to about 430 That's amazing. I mean, it's amazing for him. It's amazing for us. It's just amazing. This, he passed Mike Trout with the highest um, contract. Really? No, I think he's still second. Because Mike Trout totals like four or something, and his is going to be 360. We all have to double check. No, Mike Trout is first. He may so. have surpassed. No, but we'll double check it. But that's just incredible, especially seeing that they were talking about yeah. free agency might be declining this year because there wasn't enough revenue coming mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hats off to the Dodgers for willing to make a deal with the generational player in my yeah opinion. i know we, we've had a lot of talks i'm pretty sure all you dodger fans or baseball fans in general have talked about oh what well, who's gonna get who the dodgers are always like you dodgers know. Always in the hunt, but unfortunately they never finished the deal yep. this time they went out and they finished the deal they traded away some great players and mm-hmm. now verdugo prospect jeter downs and connor wong and kenta maeda That's don't true. forget kenta mm-hmm. but look at what they brought back they brought back al mvp mookie betts Rising prospect in the Buffalo Gatterall. No, oh, that's right. Bruzdar. Bruzdar Gatterall. Mm-hmm. And you get David Price, who's not a scrub. No, he's not. And you're he's not even not. paying him his full um, salary. It's just, it's amazing what the Dodgers are able to do. It's great to see Mookie Betts sign. Smart front office. Oh, know, definitely. That's what it is. You know what? You and I talked off air about this. Yes. There's a difference between, like, the Dodgers and the Mets. Great locations to stay at. Yeah. But the front office is what plays the role, and I or even Boston. Yeah, I think the front office is what got this deal done. It's not the it's not the LA lifestyle. It's no. just this front office wants to win for the next decade. And I see, I'm all in. Yeah, with I it. see the pieces that they've done. They have some history. Yeah, they haven't won the thing, but they're always they're pretty much they're always there. there. They're there, uh, and it looks for the next ten years that you are going to be able to compete again. You're not handcuffed to any other contracts. No, after 2022. There's nobody on the on the nobody. books besides Mookie Betts, which is going to open up deals for other guys like Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager, Walker, Walker Bueller, Bueller, Dustin May, all of uh, these guys. Will maybe Smith, a Will Smith, Jaber Reese, whoever you choose. Exactly. And then you also have extra in the farm system to trade maybe when you need other pieces. Exactly. So I think it's I, just a great job by the Dodgers. Front. And I did want to address because, you know, obviously Mookie Betts is an amazing player. This probably does mean the end for some players who are currently Dodgers yes, at so the moment. 
I believe it was stated right before Kike Hernandez came out and said that they understand that this is kind of the last dance for a lot of these guys for this this core. Yes. Just the, because this past like maybe let's take it from 2015 to now. Yeah, kinda guys. Five so years. it's about five year span with these great guys who are great in the community and great with the team and everything like that. And unfortunately, we're probably going to be not see a lot of them. Yeah. There's just too many guys. This is what happens with great organizations, unfortunately. You just have too many guys in the system. But this is Somebody's got to go. Yeah, someone's got to go, and then that's why they make decisions that eventually will help you in the future. Of course, it's going to hurt now or at the end of the season when you got to say goodbye to some of those favorite players. But this is why your teams are good because sometimes you hold on to those people too long. Yes. And then you, that's when you make a mistake because sometimes you hold on to a player too long. You can do maybe do it with one who's been, like, example. Like, Kershaw's still a top-ten player. But, you know, there's some guy who's – Put in 10, 15 years of his career. He's a lifelong Dodger. So if you make maybe hold it on, hold him, hold on to him a little longer, it's okay. You know he's kind of one of those legacy players. But yes. guys who are like fan favorites for four or five years and it's t- their time to go, it's time to go. Don't give them extra money just because. You know, unless well, the guys that we're probably gonna unfortunately lose out on is probably like a Kike Hernandez, yeah, Jock, Jock Peterson. Peterson. I don't believe CT3 signed yet. No, he did. Oh, he did. You know, we locked CT, up CT3. CT3 was the three-year or the two-year extension. Max Muncy was the three-year extension. Oh, uh, no. The other one we need to talk about is Justin Turner. He's, he's Just, a, he's, Justin Turner, unfortunately, year at the end of the year. No, he, here's, he's, he's the guy. He's the guy that might get those two-year deals, $20 million. Yeah, something like cheap, something long. I think even he knows. Like, you know, I know I'm a good, great hitter, but my t- you know time in the field is declining. Yes. Uh, who knows? Maybe this the DH, DH thing can might help. be lasting, so he might be able to stay. Because who knows? He does a great year this year. And he starts hitting, spanking the ball, and then you're just like, hey, maybe he still has a place. He can still play a little defense. I wouldn't mind it, but you got to, you do have to look. The for thing the is, he's. I believe he's going to be 36 this year. Yeah. I just don't see a three-year, four-year deal. No, definitely. He might not. have to take the two-year deal, 25 million dollars, which I'm. You know, it's a little unfortunate for him that he blossed. That he just he's a late bloomer. Out, no, he's a late bloomer. He's a late bloomer, but that's not. You know, he doesn't blame the Dodgers. For no, that. He doesn't blame it's just that unfortunate. For that. So hopefully, he's willing to stay with the organization and not. I would love him. I think he's a great guy. You know. He's really put his uh, stamp in the LA community with yeah. all his charities and organizations. He has a Justin Turner day here in LA. Mm-hmm. He's just really. He's just a big part of the team and the city he, now. He's definitely the the leader of the clubhouse. Oh, him and Kershaw and Jansen are the leaders of the yeah, clubhouse. Yeah, they've been there for a while. So it'd be very hard to miss him, but you know this kind of is our last dance. Well, we'll see. Let's hope that this season goes, you know, the way we want it, and uh, the pain or anything like that. Saying goodbye to him doesn't hurt as much because you know what? You when you wave to him and he waves to you, you're gonna both be wearing that ring. So oh, it won't hurt. You like that one, so. huh? We're, I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> sorry, the young guys yes. though that we're supposed to make the team mm-hmm. and are pushing those older guys yes. out. Yes, Gavin Lux did not. Make the opening day. We roster. did not. We did post it on Instagram. Thank you guys for you know uh, replying and uh, reacting to that. Um, did you have any thoughts on that? On yeah, Gavin you Lux know what? He came in. Thing? I think like a couple days before camp ended, yeah. and I, well, the reason hasn't come out yet. I'm assuming medical reasons. It could be. Am I? It's just my we thought. Don't we yeah. don't know. I'm we just, don't know. This is just, just speculation. Yeah. yeah. So. You know the swing might not be there. I def- I didn't see the swing there at all during the Me interleague league game. Me neither. And the, I mean the inner squad and the exhibition games. Yes. I didn't see the defense. He looked rusty. Yeah, he's rusty. I uh, listen. I know the first thing. He's to a re- great talent. Yeah, he's to gonna react be, he's is, gonna make a difference. Oh yeah, you you react because you hear this. Oh, this guy who we don't want to give up. Let's say some big target was there. He's like, oh, trade Lux. So he's like, oh, no, 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 we're not trading Lux. He's like. Untouchable, well, he was right? in the, the Machado talk. The Machado talk. The Iglesias talk. No, not Iglesias. Uh, Felipe Vasquez Felipe talks. Vasquez. Uh, so, so the Dodgers believe in him. Believe in him. And that's why a lot of people, when they're like, wait, this guy didn't make the team. 
we traded these other people, and now you're not even going to put them on a team. Oh, it has to be because of this or personal. or You don't know. No one knows. I think I'm with you, Rusty. Mm-hmm. You just need time. You can't, and especially with 60 games, like we're going to say all year this year, you cannot, you cannot afford anyone being in a slump, not being ready because no, it's going to cost you. No, there's no time to get you out of that. No. Hey. You gotta perform today, otherwise I can't have you in the lineup. Sorry, and it's not day. personal. It's got you gotta win. I, I I'm, I'm sure that Dave Roberts, great manager, has had this talk with the guys. Hey, it's not about what you've done for me. It's what you've done for me lately. Yeah, definitely. So it's not the past stuff. So we definitely gotta get going. And um, he, yeah, get going. Sorry, get going. And you just um, gotta get going. So hope nobody sees the Lux situation as a bad one. I don't He's think he's gonna have his time. He's gonna have a great career. I don't think so either. And then also some news. Uh, he just pitched the other day against the Angels. Jake McGee. They signed him to a one-year deal. Yeah, he was way from Colorado. Um, not a bad pickup. Left-handed no, specialist. Uh, yeah, to to make room, uh, Jimmy Nelson was transferred to the forty-five DL. Jimmy Nelson was somebody that they picked up from the Brewers, and they were going to be like the reclamation project. Project, unfortunately, he has been injured. It's just not going to work out this year. Those things happen. It, you know what? The Dodgers have taken a couple chances. They got the Brandon Morrow one, Brandon, and I think since then they're like, "Hey, we see these starters with great, uh, great well, velocity." Well, think great about stuff. no Brandon Morrow. You did the Joe Blanton was uh, Joe Blanton. He worked out for a little bit. Yeah, the you know some guys you pick up. Awesome. Sometimes you pick up, they just don't work. They tried again. Um, I'm sorry. Who? I can't think of the name from was last year. Was he out year. for last year? Yes. Uh, Tom Kohler. Yeah, yeah Tom Kohler was supposed to be a big pickup. And yeah. unfortunately, yeah, you know, injuries happen. So, wishing nothing uh, but the best of Jimmy Nelson. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he, he recovers gets back soon. soon. Yeah, hopefully he recovers. Maybe we can see him next year. Uh, for Jake McGee, though, I know he was in the Rockies. He had a little bit of a tough time. But he does get lefties out now at this point of his career. Uh, we were we were discussing this off air about the um, – uncertainty of Scott Alexander because he does have some underlying health issues he which is uh, diabetes but uh, when the Dodgers released their uh, roster day, Ross, yeah, he was he, on it he's, he's on 30 men he's on the 30 men so you know he seems like he's fine maybe they're doing the 30 for now get him warmed up to you and he's not ready then that's why you have Jake McGee I think you're right I think you're definitely onto something but you know what I think people forget how dominant Jake McGee was in, ter- in uh, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Yeah. very dominant over there he got both people out. He was getting out left and right. You know, Colorado is a difficult place to pitch. Yeah, uh, yeah. The humidity, is it? I believe it's the humidity. Not no, the, it's the elevation. The elevation, the elevation over yeah. there just carries the ball. Mm-hmm. So, I, I take his numbers with a grain of salt. Well, what I well, care more about is the road numbers. I did see that you did put here uh, 3.64 career in 10 seasons. And that's with like a three years, two years in Colorado? I, mean, I want to say two or three years in Colorado where you where had an you, average of four. Where you get, you get kind of bombed. So, you can just tell what kind of pitcher he was earlier. I know this is now. Like, we just had the Dave Roberts. What have you done for me now? Yes. But you got to give him a shot. I think he has good stuff, and hopefully he can help us out. Yeah, I didn't just get used to organization. organization uh, and really quick, like another uh, youngster who didn't make it was Gonsolin. Yeah, Tony Gosselin uh, did And not. I think it's the same thing. He was another person who arrived late. If you notice this, it's if the common theme is you weren't here on time, not because, listen, health issues, whatever it is, it's, it's fine. not a big deal. It's not just, a big deal. It's just not ready. health. Yeah. No. In a sense, for Tony Gosselin, older get hurt. pitcher already. Not older. He's a younger guy, but he's on the older side of no. his prospect sure. time. He's 24. He's believe. a late bloomer, too. Kind yeah. Of. So, you know, let's get the arm ready. You're going to come in. You're going to pitch for us later in the year. Just not right now. We mm-hmm. just need you to be ready to go for when we need you. Um, originally, Dustin May wasn't on the list. That was a little surprising. I know he was, but for, of course, a reason that we unfortunately had to report and talk about is that Kershaw was put on the IL today, right before the game, or, you know, a little bit before the game because of back stiffness again. So we're without Kershaw for a bit. Yeah, hopefully that's not too long. You know, if it's 10 days, it's two starts. Yeah, I can live with two starts if I get the last. Well, now you have like like we said, we have the thirty man roster at the moment, so you have multiple pitchers 
it's okay. I like, wouldn't be surprised to see him go against um, Houston next Wednesday. Yeah, you think following so? Walker Bueller? Maybe like a uh, maybe someone piggybacks behind him. So yeah, it's yeah. More maybe a, he's like just gonna go like three, four, three, innings, four innings just to get the get the arm going, yeah. get the bat going, get everything moving. And because again. of that, like we said, May he pitched today. Pitched hey. He pitched a good game today. We're he pitched watching. Four, he, and, four and a third. Four and a third. He just got a little bit unlucky. A couple of uh, bloopers that just kind of didn't, didn't fall his way, so he did get, find himself in some trouble. Uh, but I thought he was fine. Uh, his stuff looks electric, as always. He's got that nasty sink on that fastball-sinker combo that he's got mm-hmm. going. Beautiful red show hair. So he's ready to go. Got the 95 cutter going into Ugh, the nasty, lefties, nasty. away from righties. The two-seamer going into righties and away from lefties. He's just very good pitcher. Hopefully we see... Oh, yeah, more of them, but really quick, a cool thing that you wrote down, too, that you mentioned is the first Dodger rookie to start since Fernando in 1981, the opening day. And what happened that year? I believe they won. They did against who? You got me on the spot right now. I'm going to say the A's. No. No, that's not the A's. That's the Yankees. Yes, another team who is a favorite this year as well. So who knows? Maybe we'll we'll see them there. You know, quick funny story on that. Yeah. Uh, So I believe 81, Garvey wins, and Reggie Jackson goes up to him. I believe this is the year. Is this the year? Well, yeah, that, that makes sense. They so won. he goes up to they, him. Remember, he, they played each other in 77, 78. Yeah, so he goes up to him. He tells him, you know, Reggie gets on first, and you have Garvey there playing first, and Reggie just leans over him. Hey, Garv, you know what? It's your time. Uh-huh. So right afterwards, Kenny Landro catches the ball in center field. Yeah. They come in together. If you look at the televi- the, the recording of it, mm-hmm. Steve Garvey's on the floor knocked out. Really? Look at it. He gets knocked out for a quick second while everybody's trying to celebrate. What used to happen is the fans used to come on the field. Oh, yes, so I know. The fans came on the field. They used to rush. Somebody hit him. It wasn't um, intentional. It was no, just it was just the, 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 the crazy. He gets hit. He's actually knocked out. And you see him later on kind of just trying to get the hell off the field. Oh, he, he's wow. He's hurt. He's just trying to get off the field. So if you guys have a chance that. to rewatch it, watch the celebration, you'll see. I think it's very quick that you see him get knocked out. And then you just see him taking off. Like, he's on the floor for a little bit. Things are happening. And then the Dodgers just try to get out the field. And you mm. see him just trying to run in. Gotcha. gotcha. Interesting. Well, I'll make sure I keep an eye on that. Yeah, That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, let's take a look at that. Um, there's a couple guys we didn't mention that made the team. Edwin Rios. Yes. I thought he had a great spring. Oh, phenomenal I mean, spring. spring. Well, summer spring, camp. Spring, summer <laughs> camp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first base, third base, corner, outfield spots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably more of a left field every now and then. I think you're going to see him a lot at, like, third base to give Turner some... Um, I think so. Just give him a day off. Probably see him there DHing against DHing, DHing for sure. Um, I like that one. The one that's surprising people is the Terrence Gore. Yes. Um, for people that don't know about Terrence Gore, he hasn't been in the majors th- that often. I think he's mm. made, like, one or two appearances. Great base runner. Yeah, he's fast. Extremely fast. Steals bases. He plays, like, to... outfield and second base, I think, right? I think yeah. so, too. I don't know if we're going to see him too much there, but they implemented... the. Uh, the extra innings rule where mm-hmm. you get a runner on second, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's his go-to right there. Yeah, with I, the thirty-man I, roster, you have the ability to have an extra guy that can just be there for base stealing. I I think it's totally fine. Uh, I know they did that. You used to do that when you go in the playoffs. You have one guy who's kind of like your maybe ace in the whole like kind of speed guy. I know they yeah. did that with D Gordon like 2013, 2014. I know he got thrown out when it was an important play, but these guys are important. They come into play. Um, you know, small ball is not seen as much, but you know, yeah, I know. You know what though? I'm looking forward to Edwin Rios. He I goes, do like him. I think he he looks really good. Sorry, really quick on uh, no, on, okay. on Terrence Gore made his debu- his debut August 31st, 2014, for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, his statistics through the 2019 season: batting average, obviously not the best, 224, no home runs, one RBI, 
But like you said, very low appearances. It's 40 stolen bases. 40? And how many plate appearances? Uh, I got to double check on that. But just to see, he doesn't play a lot. And he's already got 40 stolen bases in the bigs. Pretty much every time he comes in, he's going to steal just, a base. He's just there to steal. I remember there's a... I don't remember the name. But there's somebody out there that played mm-hmm. who has like 10 career stolen bases and has zero at-bats. And I believe he played for the Cubs. Oh, yeah, zero. And he just was there for... He yeah, was yeah, literally just there to steal bases. Before. Interesting, but so that's probably gonna be what Terrence Gore's. Um, Sorry, really job quick, there that you uh, to answer your question, seventy-seven uh, plate appearances, so sixty-seven at bats total. Because some, of course, if you walk doesn't count. So seventy-seven total plate appearances. Out of those seventy-seven times he was in a plate appearance, forty stolen bases. Amazing. That's really good. That's really good. Looking forward to seeing him out there. That's really good, and he hardly gets caught. He last year is the most he's been caught. He stole thirteen. He got caught uh, five times. Could you put? Who did he play for last year? Uh, Kansas City. Oh, you're still with Kansas them. City, Chicago, and then Kansas City the last. The four years I remember there was talk of him coming up last year for the playoffs mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. be a uh, base runner as well. I don't think that ended up happening. No. I think we went with Lux instead. And then uh, really quick, you did mention the new rules as in the uh, the second base. We do have a new playoff structure. Uh, we're going to be doing 16-team playoff now. What do you think about that? I'm not thrilled about it. So they're going to take eight teams from each league, mm-hmm. the American League. And first two from each division is guaranteed, right? First yeah, two. so it's going to be first two, and then the seven and eight seed are best records best record. within the National League. I agree with you. Don't like it too much. Um, I understand for this year it's okay, but I hope it doesn't continue. I know they want to do a lot of changes. And yeah, stuff. well, the CBA is going to be up next year, and they're, I think the owners are trying to push for yeah. extended uh, playoffs because that's where they really make their money. Yeah, you make a lot of money. It's well, all about it's money. A, at the end of the day, it's a business, so yeah. I understand it, but you don't want to ruin the integrity of the game. Yeah, that's why you see, for those of people, there's a lot of people who don't understand, when you win your division, how they celebrate, and then you win the division round, they celebrate, and then you win the ele- um, the championship series, you celebrate. So why do they celebrate? It's like, this is it because so little teams make it? Yes. And it's such a long season. It's like such an accomplishment to actually make it. I know you didn't win the whole thing, but you got to understand, it's not... the. Some people say, oh, in basketball, they don't really celebrate when they make it through the next round. Yeah, but basketball, half the teams make it to the, to the playoffs. Exactly. And if you're Every not year. making it to the playoffs, you're extremely bad most nine yeah. out of ten yeah, times. Yeah, usually the time. There's usually like two teams that are close to the close. AC, The rest of them are the, the uh, what do we say? They're lottery the, picks. The lottery tanking, picks. Usually. tanking teams. That's why I don't like that. That's why when you're, you know, NFL, I know it's only 16 games, but if you look every year in the NFL, the teams change who make it because you always have a chance. You yeah, exactly. Have a chance. You have a chance. It's just, uh, you're taking half the teams, so I don't. It's just too tough for me. They were talking about how last year a team under 500, so you'd be 81 and 81 to be 500. Mm-hmm. If you're un- if you're winning less than half the games, you, you should have a not, chance. You should not be in the playoffs. Yeah, but now you have a chance. But now you have a chance. You see yeah. that in the NBA. I don't like it too much. If you can't win half your games, you don't deserve a chance at a title, especially in baseball where you and I both know it's a crapshoot. Anything yeah. can happen. If you get hot, you're you are on your way to something good. Exactly. And the thing with this is that they're going to do a three game series. So you win two games, you move on to the next round, yeah. and then it goes to regular playoff stats, uh, status for this year. If I'm, let's just say, the New York Yankees, and I happen to win 40 games, and I'm playing, let's just say, I'm playing the Blue Jays, yeah, who won 30 games. Mm-hmm. Maybe less. Maybe Probably less. Let's yeah. just say the Blue Jays win 25, <clears throat> and I only have a three-game series to prove that I'm the best team. It just doesn't seem right. It doesn't Ooh. seem like, what is the purpose of me playing for the first seed? If I'm not going to benefit at the end of the day. Yeah, because right now, the way they're doing it, if you're a wild card, yeah, you, you usually throw your best pitcher for that one wild card round. But then you're kind of, re- you're kind of, you're rested. You're maybe a little soft. That's why they want to do that. I think 
they should do that in a little series because that really takes a toll on those teams because you've been playing a little bit. Mm-hmm. You don't start your A guy. Now your ace is of the number one seed is facing the number four pitcher, right? Yeah, something Then like that. that's an advantage because what's the point of advantage if it's almost the same? You're equal. Now, if you're a good team and you happen to have five aces, good for you. But how many teams You know, a lot of people will say if you're the best team, you should win regardless. Yeah. The wor- we've talked about this. The worst team wins 60 games in a normal season. Mm-hmm. The worst team is going to win 60 games. Yeah. So, you know, all these teams always have a chance, so I'm just not too big on it. Too many upsets. For me, I want to see the best teams in the playoffs. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, on, I'm on board with you on that one. I'm on board, and uh, it's going to come quicker, so it's only 60 games. We're going to see what the deal is. Just really quick, so you see the extended playoffs. Who's somebody you're looking at now that you probably weren't looking at before to make the playoffs? Ooh, good, good question, dude. I'm still. I know we talked about it, and I still. I'm still liking the White Sox. I'm still digging them. Uh, I know that the probably the more favorite one of that of the of that division, right, would be Minnesota and Cleveland. Still, would you say? Yeah, they're probably be? still the favorites. But now you get the seven eight seed. So who would you say is in the mix for that seven I, eight? You actually mentioned. Them. I think the Blue Jays. You like the Blue Jays? I like the Blue Jays. I think they have. A, they have some good talent. I know they're young, but hey, you know what? Uh, the Blue Jays and the Padres are in the same boat. When you have like young players, you'll see them. If they get hot, they play really well because they're that talented, and then they kind of tail off by the end because it's just the season's longer. They're not used to how many games mm. you're playing. Again, 60 games. This is a this is a it's a it's a, it's a sprint. race. It's a sprint, like you yeah, said. It's a, sprint. it's a sprint. It's not a marathon. So if you get off hot, you don't know any better. You're playing. You know, play for your lives every day. This might be a year. See, I don't finally break the drought. Well, that'd be nice. I, I don't think I, they are, but I, I don't think they are either. They just don't have that kind of. Talent. I've heard like, a lot of uh, noise about t- um, the Texas Rangers. Yeah, they got yeah. a nice little squad over there. Yeah, I think there. you got to look guys who have talent who are not ready yet. Those are the guys who can make more noise. The guys who are like, unfortunately, with Seattle, they're just not there at all. There's no, no young talent. There's no older talent. Mm-hmm. There's no. You have a couple. Of good they're players. in the same boat as the Orioles and the Marlins. Just Detroit and Detroit. Not ready yet. Not ready yet. Take a year. Get better, yeah. and then let's go back. Like, oh, uh, and Kansas City is the Kansas, same sure, way. Kansas City, but then like the White Sox, the uh, the Reds have more um, Are a little bit veteran higher. players. Yeah. but Blue Jays, you know, you guys Padres. Have, I for me, I think Padres. the Padres might Padres. make a push this year. Yeah. they might be able to pop in there and maybe do some damage. You know, the Rockies are always a talk. Arizona, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, kind of rebuilt after getting rid of Paul Goldschmidt. They still can hit. Yeah, yeah they, they can still, still hit over there. And then you know, you got the Central. Maybe the Pirates make a push. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. I honestly forgot about the Pirates. I'm sorry. No, but you know what? As much as I don't like it, it'll be a little bit interesting just for this year. For this year, I'm totally done. I'm fine no with it this problem. year. After this year, though, I want to end it. If you guys want to push it to 12, more than happy to do that. Two more teams? Yeah, that's fine. I just want the first, the top two teams. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I mean, it's in the first team, number one team in the West, number I mean, in the NL, number one team in the AL. I want you to get something. You're playing for something. How about the Angels? Sorry, really quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think the Angels were kind of in consideration. Yeah, okay. But you know what? Now they might have a chance to definitely have a better chance of making it. Yeah, best player in the world, man. Well, Rendon's hurt, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Really quick, and also I know we talked about the Dodger win, but who was the the star of the show today? So let's talk about the Dodgers. The Dodgers game against... um, Yeah, really quick. Just a nice little update. They they won 8-1. 8-1. It was 1-1 until the sixth inning, right? Yeah, it was... I believe it was sixth inning, six, six, seven, seventh inning. Yeah, you know the Giants are good. They're gonna always first. Yeah, of all, so it was Dodgers versus Giants Dodgers today versus at Dodgers Stadium. Dodger Stadium. No fans. Cardboard cutouts. We had the cardboard cutouts. Got to see Tommy Lasorda out there yeah, on nice. the court, on the cutout and yeah. everything like that. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was different. But we kind of had a pitchers duel in the beginning with Johnny Cueto and Dustin May. We did. Um, like I said, the Giants 
are one of those teams that are probably not ready at all. They're not just not there. No, their their talent above is a little older. Not a lot of young talent yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you face your division rival, you face your rival of all of you know of all time. Maybe the second uh, greatest next to the Yankees and uh, Red Sox. You're, you're gonna bring your A game every time. Every time you think about it, no one doesn't matter if the Dodgers are going through a bad route or the Giants are going through a bad route. They always play each other super tough. I agree. And the pitching of Giants have always been, you know, just like the Dodgers, very respectable. Even if it's like, oh, it's, you know, the Johnny Quayle's not the same. Jeff Samarge's not the same. They, they come out there and they throw. They play. They They're going to compete. They're going to compete all the time. Yeah, so we had an 8-1 score today. Mm-hmm. Dodgers took off in the 6th, seven, 7th uh, seven inning, yeah. scored 5 in one inning. Uh-huh. We, the thing we, you and I were talking about is the patience of this team. Yeah. And we finally saw what you and I were we talking did. about. The first, hey, they look a little too aggressive Yeah, in the first beginning. five innings, they were definitely swinging a lot. They were kind of going for it. Hey, maybe that was their game plan. And then, you know what it could have been? Their game plan, now that I'm thinking about it, Johnny Cueto, veteran pitcher. Let's get to him. He's going to get in a group. Let's be aggressive. As soon as the young uh, uh, you're bullpen. Right, you, might, you might be on to something. The yeah, younger guys The came younger in, bullpen came. They said, hey, we're going to let you guys come to us. Yep. And then we're going to take advantage and of it. And they started just picking their spots. He, they, would lay, they laid off some nasty curveballs, too, like, you know, pretty close mm. to the zone. And these poor guys, you know, more walks started coming, a couple of mistakes on the defensive end from them, and then who capitalizes? The Dodgers. Exactly. We got to see Mookie Betts collect his first hit in a Dodger uniform. He did first a, official hit. In yeah, a he asked uniform. for a ball. It was really cool. Asked for the ball. It was just a nice moment to see. It was a little bit of, for us LA guys, history. Yeah, kind it's of the first hit it. of who a knows how many. A lot. Um, I don't know if I got to ask you if, do you think Mookie's a 3,000 hits kind of guy? Uh, In his career? Yeah. I don't think so. I think. Falls under by a lot? Yeah, I think he's. The new, for me, the new Hall of Fame number now, just the way the game's played, I feel like they're going to be okay with, like, a nice 2,700, maybe, 2,800. Yeah, well, you know what? It used to be a shoe in If you get 3,000, oh, no, there's if you're, no question. If you're, you're 3,000, there's no question. But they might have I to feel lower like, that shoe in number. I feel like now, like, if you're in the 2,700 range with, obviously, great average, your average got to be up there, you got some nice pop. It uh, also depends on how many MVPs you got in, how dominant you were. Mm-hmm. Like they do take that now. They take it's a lot of more. Uh, they're adding a lot of a lot more analytics. By the time Mookie's retired, which would be ten years old, uh, analytics will take over a little more about the voting process. So before it used to be like straight up like how many wins he have because we all know the three hundred win. wins. I think that's still an accomplishment. It is do. an accomplishment, but you know how the win just doesn't carry the it value. It doesn't carry the same before, value anymore right? because you can lose a game and pitch. Uh, like uh, well, Jacob Degrom, you know, ten and eight, ten and ten, whatever record. Yeah. You win the Cy Young because his numbers are that great. You don't win the Cy Young because you were uh, twenty and one, but your year is four. This exactly. is like four point five. This is that's just good offense. Yeah. Behind Before you. I used to what early two thousand five, two thousand six. You play the MLB games. You'd be like, well, this guy's a good pitcher. Twenty, twenty wins, eighteen wins. Yeah. Uh, but ERA is almost five, buddy. He just had a good offense, right? Exactly. Or he got lucky. So. So Mookie Betts is at nine sixty five, nine sixty six after today. Nine sixty. He'll, he'll, well, he'll at, be he'll be at so old. he'll be at a thousand by the end of the season. He'll be like a thousand one hundred, maybe. No, no too much, way too much. Too Sorry, much. a thousand for sure. He'll probably be like a thousand twenty. A thousand twenty. Say that. Let's just give him a thousand. Sixty hits. Sure. Sixty hits in sixty games. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Oh, maybe not. Maybe yeah. he only have like thirty. A thousand. Yeah, maybe he'll probably reach a thousand. Let's just say a thousand. He's at even five thousand. He's and then he's twenty-eight season from then on, right? Yeah, he's twenty-eight from there on. Definitely can hit fifteen hundred hits. So for he's sure. averaging about. Let's see. He's only been in the majors since twenty fourteen, and that wasn't even a full season. That's what I'm saying. I feel like again, he kind of started late. That's why I don't know about the three thousand. He's got to get like on a really, really, really hot streak. 
I can definitely see him though at 25, 2600. So sure. Mookie's first real season was at 22, mm-hmm. and he had 174 hits. He's been averaging in 162 games. He averages 197 hits. Wow, almost 200 hits. It's almost 200 hits. Okay, then definitely he has a chance. But I'm saying I I give him 100 uh, percent, 2800 for sure. I, I can think. see that. I can see that. 3,000 now. That just depends. You have a good year. Do you have a bad year? Do you have an injured year? Yeah. Injuries are going to be going to play a part in it. Definitely big part because if you are injured, you know just as well as anyone else, you're not playing. I agree. That's it. This you know, is, it's all just availability. You and I were talking earlier about mm-hmm. who's going to hit the first Dodger home run. Yes. Yeah. I had <laughs> I had Bellinger. I put Mookie. And you put Mookie. And I was kind of telling you, I'm like, yeah, it's probably one of those two, but maybe like a Muncie or Josh. Yeah. Just because they're known for the pop. Who do we get? Who do we get? We get Kike Hernandez today. Hey, player of the game, though. Player of the game. Four for five, five RBIs. Ex- awesome game. Played yeah. good defense up the middle. Always, as always. Base. Yeah, he's a great defender. No one saying anything about Lux now, huh? Just kidding. No, I no. still love Lux. Wait, but... well, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, Kike and CT3, uh, Chris Taylor, at yeah. second. Probably share it a little bit. Yeah. But short, short two. Probably helps you a little bit. If he stays hot like this, it's his position to take. Oh, my gosh. He's good. Last year, they handed it to him and said, hey, Kike, second base is yours. All you have to do is perform. He made it about a month and a half. Yeah. he. It, that's the problem with him. He's very streaky. Um, he's a streaky player because there are times where he can he, he can actually be your like third pl- third hole hitter because he's that good. I yes. think he gets hot. The problem is that he just that consistency is not there. Yet, right, he still has that. You see him as a utility super sub. You don't see him as a starter. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem. But second base though, he's amazing. His defensive is his defense is. Well, we're hoping that he carries over what he had last year in the playoffs. He had figured some stuff out mm-hmm. with. I believe it was kind of on his hips what he needed to do to. I believe it was opening up more in order to catch pitches on the inside and yeah. outside. So hopefully that continues. He hit 400 in the postseason last year. So hopefully, you know, that just carries over. And he has a great season because if this guy is rolling, I th- this Dodger team is going to be amazing. Oh, of course, he's, already, he's batting seventh or eighth, right? Or yeah, six, it doesn't matter. I believe he hit six today. Six today. If but your six-hole hitter is dominating like yeah. that, I think last year he hit 17 home runs out of like the eighth spot yeah. for most of the year. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like that 20, uh, 2018, 2019 where Puig was your eighth hole hitter. He was hitting 25 bombs. Exactly. That tells you. Well, this and whole that's team has the ability to hit without, 20 yeah. home runs. Yeah. 25 home runs easily within the whole lineup. All right, well, we're uh, almost around the end, but we do want to touch up on something that was pretty cool. We had a great time doing it. We're, uh, we kind of, you know, we're vibing, uh, playing off each other, like, hey, man, what are we going to do with this uh, start bench cut segment? Uh, how, did you, how do you feel like yours went? Um, looking at it, uh, I think it went very well. Mm-hmm. I think mine was a little bit more challenging than yours. So I handled the ML and you handled the AL. Okay. You gave me a little, 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 you know, slap in the face, but it's all good. Well, mine didn't have the best player in the league, so that's why. Oh, okay. That's so, why you said it. But to be fair, I did take – the AL for your for your sake because I know you would not give one person on that list any time of day. Well, neither did you. So really quick, <laughs> you had the AL and mm-hmm. you had a cu- uh, start, bench, and cut. So if you had your team, you're gonna start one player, you're gonna bench one mm-hmm. player, you're gonna cut a player. And these who's were nowhere near the team. Yes, and these were AL MVPs for the past, the three, past years. three years. So 2017, unfortunately, Jose Altuve should have been Tw- Aaron Judge, uh-huh. but we 20- have Jose Altuve there. Yep, 2018. Mr. Mookie Betts. To now Dodger. Now Dodger. And number 2019, Mike uh, Mike Trout. Yeah. So, tell me what you did. Uh, Well, I didn't even have to post it to say, hey, guys, this is what I think. 
it's pretty self-explanatory. Everyone pretty much on the comments agreed. You start Mike Trout, you bench Mookie, and you cut Jose Altuve. <laughs> Nobody even wanted to know the stats on Jose. It was they just did, and they really did. I got a lot. I got a couple comments that said, uh, you know, start bench cut, and then cut was Jose. Didn't even give him a last name. They just put clown emoji. <laughs> so that just tells you their opinions on that. So mine, yes, I do agree. Mine was a little easier. Um, it was cool because you get two guys who are playing in LA now, and one guy who you know is a clown. LA's got extreme star power now, but. We we have somebody that follows who's always going above and beyond statistically when he yeah. when he answers these questions yes, and we love it. Um, Jamal, another shout out to you, buddy. Always, always there. Thank you, bud. Very great. Um, he was putting here. Uh, Mookie Betts WRC, which is what is that? Is that is that uh, the winning runs? Cre- oh, I yeah, it's winning runs created. Yes, if I'm not mistaken, winning runs created. Mookie Betts was at 135 and Altuve at 138. So they're very close in this, right? Yeah, weighted you, weighted runs weighted runs created. Plus. Oh, that's what it was. Weighted Switch. runs created, one thirty five to one thirty eight without Altuve. He doesn't even mention any Trout's numbers because he knows he doesn't have. To. Yeah, you know, no, no, no. You when you say, "Hey, how many home runs did Mike Trout hit?" You answer Mike Trout. Exactly. So that's how you know. So then he says, "Betts gets the nod due to the younger age, which makes sense." I think Altuve is already in his thirties. Yes, I think he's thirty thirty one. So and he had a higher WAR. 6.6 for bets compared to Altuve's 3.5. And I think that comes down to defense. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe so. Altuve's not a horrible second baseman, but it's just the Mookie's ability to really change, impact the game in the outfield that, that does it for him. That's in a down year for Mookie Betts. Yeah. 6.6 wins. So what that is is a replacement-level player. So the media, the most average player. The average player who, let's just say you do a whole bunch of average players on a team. They're going to win a certain amount of games. So they're, they're at zero. Yeah. An average player zero. wins you zero, zero. games. Zero. So whatever you're going to – they're not making an impact. They're not hurting you. They're not you. hurting you, but they're, they're not, not really helping, helping you. you. So one player was worth six wins. So Boston won like 50 games last year. So that's pretty big to have yeah. Mookie win the 6.6 right there. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, you, you you agreed with him just totally, right? Oh, there's no, no, no doubt. Why – I agree with him, one – there, it is close. You have to respect that. But I would choose Mookie to bench. And number two, Mike Trout. Like I said, you answer Mike Trout, you should understand. I'll just say it again. Mike Trout. All right. Well, How I about take, yours? I take the NL where we had 2019 MVP, Cody Bellinger. Cody 2018, Love. Cody Love. We had 2018 MVP, Christian Yelich. Nice guy. And 20, 2017 MVP with the Miami Marlins at that time, uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Big guy. Very big guy, very powerful guy. <laughs> this is the one year he stayed healthy and he hit like a 200 million home runs and had yeah. another billion RBIs. Um, what's your take on it? Who who are you starting cutting and benching? This was a little. This one's a little more. This one's uh, a little tougher because you okay, don't have so the number one player. We, you, true. Uh, this is similar to the American League one, only because there's really two players that are really in the conversation because you know you're cutting one only because Stanton, like we said, he had a great start to the season today, but he hasn't been healthy. So usually he's a guy you're gonna cut. We're taking everything into account. Yelich and Bellinger, a lot closer. Yelich has shown last two years, he was first in MVP, second in MVP. He's right there. And he was pretty good the year before that. Bellinger, kind of an opposite. 2017, rookie of the year, was amazing. 2018, 
pretty. I had a down year. Not for other people. <laughs> not standards. really a down year when you uh, hit like two sixty. Yeah, two sixty five, twenty five home runs, eighty something RBIs. Yeah. So still, anyone wants to have that career. Uh, that and that's uh, with limited play time because yeah. he started getting platooned. Started getting platooned. Then of course he made the adjustments. Three hundred five, forty two, hundred and something. Yeah, right only like seventeen RBIs. Um, I on I no, I would go Bellinger. Just defense for me. You're starting Bellinger. Yeah, defense for me goes uh longer for me, uh, a big way for me. All right, so I'm looking at it. He can play left, center, right, first, all at a Golden Glove level. Yellows can play right field only or left field, and he's not a Gold Glover or even a Silver Glover or even a Bronze Glover. <laughs> I don't know if he is Sorry. that bad defense. No, he's not that good. It's just for me. I I love Cody Bellinger and everything that yeah. he comes with. It's just I'm looking at it and I'm looking at the number wise, and I'm going with consistency in this situation. Yeah. You know, um, Christian Yelich has been consistent since his Miami Marlin days. You know, he wasn't the home run hitter at that time, but he was still giving no. you a solid he average, was... solid on base, and still at that time, good defense. You know, good run, base dealer. Everybody underestimates his speed. He steals 25 bags that a year. That is true. He does. Steal, he's a better base runner than Bellinger, I think, at the moment. They're about the same speed, but he does. He's a better base stealer. The only thing runner. I would give Yelich is that. He's got a water gun arm. Yeah, that would be that would be it. By that is what I meant is that his arm's just not as strong as you're not you, as Bellinger's. Well, in. the example you get a base hit right here at first. Your companion, your teammate gets a base hit. You're most likely to run on, on, Yelich, on Yelich to Yelich go to first to third. To... Then you're going to run the Bellinger first to third. So war wise, they are about the equal. Mm-hmm. But when you take their weighted runs compared. You get an extra twelve with Yelich. Mm. So other than you know, Yelich has had the derby. Like you said, you're saying that that that's for you for Yelich. For me, is the defensive runs yeah, saved because so how many runs does Cody save? Cody saves there? a ton of runs as well. I um, think he saved like twenty or something, and Yelich only didn't save any, like zero. He's like a replacement, like a defense. Level. Defensive. That's what I'm saying. You know, I, just give me the consistency just for now. But I'm hoping cool. Bellinger puts another season together. Right, that's cool. And hopefully next year. I saw a lot of people uh, post Bellinger. on yours. There were it was Yelich Bellinger. You, you're not going wrong with either one. Nah. At all, so I'm taking Yelich to start. I'm benching Cody, which is my super sub, and Giancarlo, you're staying at home. But I think we're at about the end of the day. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. It was a great day to finally see uh, baseball. I was glad to have you over and watch the game together. That was a lot of fun. I agree. Uh, hopefully, we could do it again. We had a good time on the Instagram live. Yes, guys. thank you thank for you those for who, joining who joined us and commented and asked us questions. Um, we're definitely going to get you guys some more content on that side of it. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, we're going to try to do those a little bit so more So, again, th- uh, this episode you guys will hear tomorrow, which will be Friday, so please listen in. Um, Sunday uh, – sorry, Monday, be ready for another episode. We're going to have a nice little treat for you guys. Usually, I think what we're going to be doing is a sports kind of deal for Fridays and a nice little pop culture things for Mondays. I think, Mondays. So. I think, I think that's, that's, the, that's, that's what a, we're headed towards That's right what now. we're trying to do. If you guys have any uh, suggestions for us, let us know. But we do have something pretty cool planned, I think, right? I think I, you liked it? Did you, did you like it? No, did I you, loved it. Okay, I brought it up to Jared, and he likes it. I hopefully, you know, it's a team thing here. We can't just say. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Of course. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Don't forget. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Going Deep with Matthew and Jeremy. Uh, Pod Podbean. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Guys, we're on all those things for you guys. We, we You can search us up, and you'll say, hey, is that? Yes, you're right. Don't That's forget it. Facebook. Did I not mention Facebook? You did not mention Facebook. I'm sorry. The old FB. Do you guys have a MySpace? A high five? Maybe we'll add those two. <laughs> But uh, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're we're glad that you were uh, a part of it today, right? Oh yeah, 
Thanks for rocking with us. You guys are our backbone. Until next time, this is it for going deep uh, with Matthew I'll, and Jeremy. Matthew and Jeremy, I'll say Jeremy's famous line. Much love. Bye.